0: This thing is There's no way. Where is it going to be? Why do they have to sell lottery tickets? Everybody in Tokyo fits in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand.
1: Welcome to Two Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This
0: is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general.
1: Thanks for joining us for episode 13, preoccupations, in which we talk about books and other things
0: that preoccupy us. We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today, and remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make
1: sure to share with your friends, and leave us a rating on iTunes, because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! Um, what is your laundry? Oh, how convenient (laughs) that
0: all these words start with a Q. Uh, Besides the fact that I can't speak properly, and therefore I'm sharing a quandary submitted. This is like a joint quandary submitted by two of our listeners. And the overarching theme of these quandaries is... Strange things you see people do in public. Yes. And I feel like these are noteworthy, not because you would never see somebody do something strange in public if you were in a different place, (laughs) because certainly you would. But I think since Japan is not as car-based... You've you see a lot of weird well, stuff. Well, you do actually have more exposure to random people, right? That's true. Like yeah. being out walking around or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not the same. I, I just feel like when you're in the U.S., of course, main country that I know about, but probably other more car-based countries too. Australia, I don't know. UK. UK. Is the UK more car-based?
1: Okay, so separate
0: debate. Okay. Okay, okay sorry. <laughs> Don't go there. Find out later. Um anyway, so the first qua- this is a two-part quandary. The first quandary, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I should look at what What this friend wrote instead of just trying to make up the story. P.S. Why did I not drink this whole gallon of water before (laughs) I started talking? (laughs) So two of our friends were at a coffee shop. And then um, one thing, actually, this is probably a Tokyo slash Japan thing, is if you go into somewhere like a coffee shop and it's crowded... Instead of ordering something and assuming you'll be able to sit down, you have to... You have to stock other people. You have to... It's like Christmas in the mall parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes. But... Um, that was a great
0: parallel. Thank you. But the people version where yeah. you're like awkwardly peering <laughs> to see, <laughs> is this person leaving or they should be leaving but I can't make them leave... So you stand awkwardly really close to their table. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not a great scene, but you have to do it if you want to sit down. In fact, um, this isn't necessarily true at Starbucks, but some places will command you that you have to find a table first. Yeah. They like won't even let you. It's not about oh I'm choosing to go get a table. It's they won't They'll even make you do takeout. Right. They won't even let you order and put your food on a tray unless you show up with your bag sitting somewhere else across the room. Yeah. Which is sort of adjacent to this story. Okay, Mm -hmm. anyway. So uh, our friends found a table, but this place was crowded. One friend got up to go get the coffee, and then... A lady came over and just started using one of the chairs
1: that's, like, right there at their table. Yeah. And apparently all the other tables in that area also had only one person sitting at them. Okay. So it wasn't like they were the only table that didn't have somebody not sitting down. So the reason the whole thing was weird was that it was, like,
0: there are six tables with, I'm just making that up, who knows, but six tables with one person sitting at them, but of all the tables in the whole place, come to the table with the American girl sitting there. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think I'm just going to start reading this instead of Go making up it. scenarios. It says, she doesn't acknowledge me or make eye contact. I'm texting my friend about it and trying not to make more eye contact to make it more awkward, <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> After she gets herself together, she will go, because I guess initially she's just standing there and, like, kind of shifting things around in her bag. But then she starts taking off her scarf, and now I know she plans on staying. Then she sits down. She's looking straight ahead. She seems mostly normal, and we make eye contact, but she slightly averts her eyes. Just as my friend is coming, then she
1: leaves. It was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Well, and usually in those situations, because I have been at coffee shops where it's been full, and I've been sitting at a two-person table, and they've asked me if they can sit or if they can take the chair to another, a different table, like, if they're with friends. I guess I've never had anybody ask me if they can sit. I've seen that happen. But I've definitely had people ask if they can take the chair. So it does seem really, really weird that she didn't say anything to her at all. Like, can I sit here? That just seems like the most basic question.
0: Well, I mean, meanwhile, maybe I'm misunderstanding the story, but it sounds like also she made all that commotion so that she could sit there, and then she never did drink any coffee or do anything, and she ended up leaving like two minutes later. Yeah.
1: Okay, I don't know. Interesting. But it is, like, finding seats at any place, like restaurants or anything in Tokyo is, like, a whole new experience if you have not lived here before. That's so true. Yeah. Sometimes
0: I think that's why things are expensive downtown. It's like... Yeah. You're paying for... Getting you can, seat. like, feel yourself <laughs> paying for the real
1: estate. <laughs> wow, this chair is so comfortable.
0: <laughs> well, or even if it's not, if it's so hard to find a place to sit down, after a while you do feel like,
1: wow, I'm so glad that I'm sitting here, even if the chair is terrible. Yeah. Or they make the chairs uncomfortable so you leave faster. Uh, true. <laughs> Just so many things. That is true. Yeah.
0: All right. So this is part so that's, two. That's one thing.
1: The other thing is... Also happened to the, one of the, these this ha- friends that was in this okay. scenario is also in this scenario. This happened to the other friend. Yeah. Okay. She says, my daughters and I were just at Costco while we... W- yes, we do have Costco in Japan. Yes, it is the same size as American Costco. Did we already talk about this? I don't think so, but maybe we did. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> This podcast should be called, did we already talk about this? (laughs) Since we spend Mm -hmm. half of every episode wondering what we talked about the time before. That's (laughs) my quandary. Okay. Anyway, back to the friend's quandary. My daughters and I were just at Costco. While we were discussing what to get from the deli lunch place, this woman and her friend parked their cart next to ours. They told a two or three-year-old girl she could stay in the cart and they would be right back. We went over and ended up in a line right behind them. Okay, so I don't know if everybody can imagine this. The Costco food court, <laughs> the f- Costco food court looks basically like an American food court, mm-hmm. except it has a place in front of it. That looks like you're lining up at Disneyland Mm -hmm. because that's how many people are almost always lined up so that they can get their 200 yen hot dog. Yeah. I don't... 150 yen. I can't remember. Or
1: big slices of pizza.
0: Well, right. But now I'm just stuck on that I don't remember. (laughs) Excuse me. I don't remember if it's 150 yen or 200 yen. I'll check. Okay, so... You can't possibly keep your cart anywhere near you while you're in this Disneyland lineup situation. So you have to park your cart that's full of the things you just bought over on the side. There's a cart parking area. There's kind of a, it's like unofficial, but everybody knows about it. Cart parking area that ends up being kind of between where you sit down to eat your food or where you walk out out to exit. Mm-hmm. So it means this these people were leaving their two-year-old in a cart that's like not anywhere near them, and she's just sitting over there by herself while they're way over somewhere else in this disnified line. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a disnified line. So it does it's not like they're dashing over there. Grabbing a hot dog and quickly coming
1: back yeah. one minute later. It's like at least ten... I mean, I feel like at the least I've waited at ten minutes. Oh,
0: yeah. Right. At okay. the least. Okay, sorry. Let me finish this story. Keep going. Okay. Our friend says... Okay, we ended up in line right behind them. I couldn't believe it, and I didn't know how to scold them. Okay, we need to work (laughs) on that. Maybe that should be our phrase of the day. (laughs) Whoa.
1: Dame! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, the most basic level. Did you get that, everybody? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's dame. That means stop it right now. Okay. Um, They would wave back to the little girl every once in a while, and then our friend says... Wow, you just can't do that in America. I mean, no kidding. Where can you do that? Yeah. I don't think you should be doing that here, anywhere. anywhere. No. Yeah. Uh, my daughter felt sorry for the little girl and said she would watch out for her and went back to the cart, which is, like, so above and beyond. Let's give her yeah. a gold star. Good job. My daughter said a staff person did tell a friend... When she walked back briefly to the cart, not to leave the little girl there alone. But my daughter
1: only heard her say, that's not my kid. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. But that she said, that's not my kid. I was, that part of the story, I was a little bit like, oh, that seems strange, but. I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to make sweeping
0: generalizations about all Japanese people. Hmm. Sometimes you can see people Treating very little kids in ways that mm. uh seem irresponsible.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Silence for head shaking. We don't even <laughs> right. sorry, heads
0: shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't see what you we're doing. So now we need to describe. We're just looking into the middle distance, imagining the scene, and shaking our heads. Mm.
1: What is your quirk for this week? Um, My quirk is that uh, I think last time I talked about when I went and got my hair done, but my hairdresser was saying that I need to, like, because I was asking her, how I can not get it so tangled because now they're charging extra if your hair is tangled when you, you go. You can't
0: blame them, though. Untangling hair is the most annoying thing.
1: Especially curly hair. I have a silk pillow case because that's supposed to help curly hair. Well, it's supposed to help hair in general stay untangled. And But then I was realizing I don't really sleep on my pillow. I usually end up waking up and my head is off the pillow. So, um, she had suggested have, like, getting a silk scarf and tying it around my head while I sleep, and I, I said, okay, I have a silk scarf that I bought after I'd gone to her the first time, but I remember when I had tried that last time, I could never get it to stay on well. So, I did some research on Amazon. (laughs) Mm. And found a silk nightcap. And so I used it for the first time last night, and it was brilliant. But every time I put it on, I feel like a 50s housewife. And then I need to have big roller curlers underneath it to really complete the look. (laughs)
0: Except the whole reason you're wearing the thing is because your hair is already curly. True. Having a bunch of curlers would not make sense at all for that reason. Yes. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay, we need to have a picture of you with it on. <laughs> okay, in, I'll put it in, in the show notes. Uh, in the show notes or slash on uh, Insta Instagram, Instagram. If you're not yet following us on Instagram, please find us over there at 2RealTokyo.
1: <laughs> Actually, I posted one last night before I posted our episode last week. Posted, but- posted one what? A photo of me in the nightcap. You did? Yeah, but Wait, you can't see? really tell. Oh,
0: I'm sitting on my phone, that's why. What do you, oh. oh, I, yes, you could tell. Well, <laughs> okay. But if you, you knew what it was. If I was going to say, if you knew what you were looking for, then sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, this week we decided to talk about recycle shops. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about that, we have several unrelated points, just
1: recent happenings. Yes. Now this is like two weeks out from when this actually happened, but it relates to an email that Jamie got that we just want to share. Oh,
0: yes. (laughs) Um, Oh, was there another point you were thinking of? mm, I was thinking of the other point. Oh. Uh, Today, (laughs) I got an email and it's from Starbucks, and it's talking about that big, fancy roastery that they are opening downtown, which I feel like I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it was in Japanese, and I, I'm sure that I could read it if I felt like expending a lot of effort, but I decided, why would I do that when I could um, Google Translate it? And so I hit translate which i really hardly ever do probably i wouldn't even be talking about this if i was constantly google translating things because i would be used to this but i'm (laughs) not used to it so imagine my surprise when i came out with recently the starbucks reserve rosutari tokyo (laughs) to the invitation of the priority admission Mm. we have you apply for many people thank you very much In order to meet the large number of your submissions, so I was allowed to add a priority admission date. At Starbucks Rewards Limited, we will inform you. Mm. March 9, Saturday, 10 days, 2 days, day. You will be 600 people. The each day (laughs) 150 pairs to 300 people were invited by lottery. Wow. (laughs) Starbucks Reserve Rosutari... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rosutari is their retranslated version of what roastery turns into <laughs> when you write it with... Katakana. Katakana, which is a Japanese script that's used for writing foreign words. If you tracked with that, good job. The coffee experience of domestic highest peak in Tokyo... I really want to write that on a shirt. <laughs> right there. Right there. Let's write wait, that wait, on a wait. shirt. Open up merch, Google Doc. <laughs> For real. <laughs> we would want to deliver to everyone you use a lot. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I would want to deliver to everyone I use a lot, too. True. Even a little. Starbucks mm-hmm. rewards. We look forward to your submissions of everyone. <laughs> I just want to thank Starbucks. This special message that I've received Wow, it's so It's so special What was the phrase you would like on a (laughs) shirt? The (laughs) phrase I would like on a shirt is The coffee experience of highest domestic peak in Tokyo
1: (laughs) The coffee experience of highest domestic? Domestic peak Domestic peak in Tokyo Yep Uh, What
0: do you think, everyone? I feel partially amused by this message but I also feel sort of repelled like why do I have to enter a lottery just to go to this store hashtag Japan yeah it's annoying contact us by email are not accepted (laughs) we are installed in each store please use to suit your comment card Wow. And also, probably I shouldn't even be talking about all of this because it says, Prohibited without permission reprint an article published. (laughs) Oh, no!
1: (laughs) I feel scared. How about you? I feel slightly worried.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I, I truly don't understand, like, are you not even allowed to try to go to this roastery place unless you have one of these tickets? I mean, it seems like just
1: by... Can't you just... What if you're just walking by? Yeah. And Japanese tradition (laughs) is that if you see a line, you get in it. (laughs) Well, exactly. (laughs) That's so true.
0: Oh my goodness. It looks so fancy pants. What? Is that real? Look at that! What? <laughs> it looks like the that's box. a mall. It looks <laughs> <like> <laughs> that's not Starbucks. Mall or Taj Mahal? <laughs> <laughs> this thing is giant. There's no way. Where is it going to? Why be? do they have to sell lottery tickets? Everybody in Tokyo fits <laughs> in there. <laughs> I don't understand. Wait, I forgot where it is. Um, good question.
1: So it is going to be a reserve. Every drink is going to cost three hundred dollars each. I think. <laughs> Dang it! Okay, let's we were just uh, talking about taxes.
0: <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Talk about something else. I can't. E- it turns out I can't even afford to go to this place. So I can't even never... afford the train fare there. Never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the train fare probably. It's just once you get there, you just have to stand across the street and look at it, mm. and watch everybody else go in.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Okay, it's in Shibuya. It's
1: not even close to a train station. That's that's the thing. You have to walk there. Oh, so exclusive. <laughs> Whoop. I mean, it seems like they would also start offering, like, segways or something. Scooters, motorized scooters, bikes to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> the Starbucks bikes <laughs> that you can rent.
0: What? No, let's talk about Ariana Grande first. Ew! <laughs> Sorry, my glasses. That are so was not
1: towards Ariana Grande. Those are towards so her glasses. Sorry. Not that we care much about Ariana. Ari. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I like some of her music. As a human person, sure. She's she's a human, and I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you may or may not have heard of that she recently got a tattoo for, um. To commemorate one of her songs Called Seven Rings Which um, Slightly sounds like a song from The Sound of Music Which I'm sure she did on purpose But um, is she a Sound of Music fan? What do you I mean? I don't know <laughs> Wait why is it I'm sure she did it on purpose Because Well I mean it's like Part of it is the sound Like the tune from My Favorite Things From Sound of Music Oh got it okay Um, anyway, she recently got a tattoo in Japanese that was supposed to say seven rings. Now, this is a tricky part about Japanese slash why you should not use translation websites unless they're, well, even translation websites that are legit. If you don't type in the right thing, you're, you're going to get an answer that may not be true.
0: Well, or it's just that if if something is directly translated, then it might end up meaning something
1: different. Yeah. So she translated the number seven and the kanji for, or the, like, rings. And so the kanji for rings, when you put together with a number, um, actually translate in into barbecue grill. Barbecue grill? Or just grill? Yeah, barbecue grill. So, her tattoo said, Seven Barbecue Grill. Hmm. Well, or just Barbecue Grill. Yeah. So, that is our lesson on be careful of using Google Translate, or any kind of translation, as we have also proved by the Starbucks um, email translation. But, I mean... Star or Starbucks. <laughs> Google has helped me survive. I just go in knowing when I translate anything by Google that it's not going to be perfect. Back by popular demand. Ooh, back by popular demand. Book segment because you have books to talk about. Okay, that's... Wait, but before that, I just want to slide this also in there. Will we have time to talk about what we really want to talk about? Who knows? Maybe not. (laughs) We really want to talk about everything. (laughs)
0: Wow.
1: Um, This past week, the Frozen 2 trailer came out. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie rolls eyes. (laughs) I'll just remain silent during
0: this quote-unquote segment.
1: (laughs) Okay, I would be the first person to be like, No. No, you wouldn't. Dude. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry. You weren't even there when I watched it the first time because you were sick. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I was sick. Um, I When I first heard that they were coming out with a sequel, which was like three years ago, I was like, no. It ended fine. Elsa is a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. And who don't need no grammar either. Sorry, my hood side is coming out. You do have a towel in your head. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sorry if we offended anyone. Yeah, you better watch
0: what you say.
1: Um. Anyway, I would be the first one to say no to a Frozen 2 because... I really, really like the way it ended, and I like um, the moral that it gave of love of family that you don't necessarily need a significant other. You can have the love of your family, Mm -hmm. and you can be an independent person. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, arguably, by many Disney uh, fanatics, Mulan was actually the first movie to do that. Disney Princess movie to do that. (laughs) Why why does it seem like every
0: episode somehow we start talking about Mulan and then I have to say that I've never watched that. Oh right. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, maybe it's not every episode, but We have talked about it multiple (laughs)
1: times. (laughs) Anyway, um as soon as I watched the trailer, I sent it to Jamie. And I was like, uh, this actually looks better than I thought it was going to be. And it's very, like, um, the the music is very foreboding in in the trailer. And because we have to talk about the podcast at least once every episode. Is that a rule now? <laughs> no. It just always comes up. Well, yeah. um, Knox from the podcast uh, was, was he tweeting or Instagramming about how it looks like Elsa is learning how to surf. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Maybe that, was, maybe that was a tweet. I can't
1: remember. <laughs> which anyway. is true. Which is true. <laughs> the whole first, like, five seconds is that. Hmm. You're thinking that. But it looks very, like, fight, adventure-type movie, so I am interested to see how it will turn out. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <You said an laughs> abrupt ending. okay. I mean, I'm really excited.
0: Okay, no, it's fine. We know that part. Okay. Okay. Didn't you just finish reading Knox's book yesterday? I did, yeah. Don't you want to talk about that? Because we were going to talk about books. Yes, book segment is next. Okay, kick it off by talking about that. And I have to say, the reason I thought of that is because I just looked up Knox on Twitter. And then one of the things says, I love that the number one review on Knox McCoy's book, The Wondering Years, is from his mother. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally amazing. That's great. <clears throat> yes,
1: I, yesterday I did just finish Knox um, McCoy's book called The Wondering Years. Um, it's his, stories from his life um, and how pop culture influenced him and his his overall testimony and story. So, um, yeah, I really liked it. There were some chapters that I related to more than others, which is how any book like that goes. Um, but I really just like his storytelling technique and I love books like that where it's just people write stories like they talk. And he's super funny and witty and brings up different things. Like, he has footnotes all through his book, which are so funny. Mm. And um, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed reading it, even though it took me longer than it should have to read it. But um, just busy. It's been a busy couple of weeks. So, uh, yes, that's the first book that I finished recently. Mm. But do you want to talk and then... I only have one other book that I finished recently. Well, oh, two, I guess. Okay. Um,
0: in case everyone didn't pick it up, I was sick. I'm still borderline sick. It's. I'm sure you can hear by my occasional hacking. Maybe my hacking will be edited out, and I would hope so, but I'm afraid <laughs> I hacked at the same time that Angie was talking. So I'm sorry about that. We're not to two
1: mic status yet.
0: Not yet. Um... I am pretty sure I had influenza. I didn't go to the doctor because ironic situation about going to the doctor. Like, once you're that sick, how do you go to the doctor? Yeah. If somebody would have been there to bring me to the doctor, I guess I could have gone to the doctor, but I don't know. It was None okay. of us
1: know how to drive. <laughs> it was okay.
0: <laughs> it was okay that I didn't go to the doctor. Um, I won't belabor how sick I was, but... I just, I stayed in bed for, like, three days straight, which never happened, so. While I was in bed, I kept telling myself, you're in bed, you don't have to read, you could, like, watch a show, but when I tried to watch a show on Amazon Prime, I was supposed to put in some four-digit code number, and I didn't know what it was.
1: Whoa. Yeah. That's
0: weird. I know. And then by the time I found out what it was, it was, like, later, I don't know. The point is, I think I read five or six books in the last, uh... Let me see here. One,
1: two, three, four, five. Yes. <laughs> I read six wow. books in the last... Uh, I was telling somebody yesterday. I not as like, many days. Jamie's going to be so ahead of all of us. Mm-hmm. She's already so ahead of all of us in reading, and now that she's been sick, she's going to be so ahead. I, I, not that it's a race, but I'm my not. achievement side likes to make it a race.
0: <clears throat> it's Okay. I don't consider it a race either. I finished reading Boundaries in Marriage. Um, it was fine. I don't know. I am sure I need to go to counseling or go to a class or check therapy segment. <laughs> yeah, as usual, as usual. Uh, then I read this book called
1: Green Glass House. That book is good. You would really like it. I saw that on your Goodreads. Mhm. I mean, since I hadn't actually seen you, I was keeping up to date with you on Goodreads. <laughs> Right. Sorry about
0: all those extra emails.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jamie has just finished. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Green Glass House was really good. I didn't know what to expect from it. It It's kind of a YA, and so Mm -hmm. I didn't... I like YA, but I also sometimes feel skeptical. Like, if it's overly YA, then that can be boring, because I do like a little more character development or intensity or whatever right um, but this one was fine it didn't lack any of that any it didn't lack character development or um, the story really kept moving and uh, it was really interesting and uh, the main character is this boy called Milo and he's um, adopted from China and then he and his parents run this... Uh, bed and breakfast, but it's like way up on the top of this mountain in a northeastern state. I feel like this is actually kind of based on a real place, but I was too lazy to research it that much, so I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, but anyway, then all, it's supposed to be his winter vacation, and they're supposed to be kind of shut down, but then all of a sudden like kind of one after another, all on the same night, these random visitors show up, and then all these, you know, it becomes this little mystery, and, like, Mm. why are these people here? What are they doing? What are they looking for? And um, all these things happen, and there's a couple of little plot twists and stuff, too. Uh, I really liked it. It, There's a follow-up book. I think it's called Ghosts of Green Glass House. Yeah, I was
1: looking at it when you first had finished reading it, and then I was like, oh, it says number one. And then I looked up the second book, and it was something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'll look for that one. I give myself a little time before I suddenly go after that one. But I do want to read it. Uh, then I read this book called Anna Annapurna, which is about this um, man and his British—no, not British, uh, French man— Mountaineer, and then his team of uh, fellow mountaineers who went to this mountain in Nepal in 1950. Mm -hmm. And it's not as tall as Mount Everest, but it's one of, you know, however many uh, mountains in the world that are over 8,000 meters tall. Mm -hmm. There's not that many, right? 10 or 12 or something. And this is one of them. Nobody had ever climbed it, mm-hmm. and so it's just the story of how they did it. Mm. And um, I don't know why, but I'm like really like books like that, and I'm a, kind of a sucker for it. Last year, I was obsessed with Ernest Shackleton, <laughs> <laughs> and I read uh, at least I think I read two different books about Ernest Shackleton last year, so Ooh. uh. Anyway, this year, I guess it's mountain mountaineering, but that was really interesting just the uh the logistics of like. All the supplies they had to carry. Mm. And then, like, of course, when they got there, they had to get all these extra local people to go Mm, along and help them carry these things. Even the practicality of, like, once they were actually on the mountain, which getting to that point even was a big deal. Because in, in, like, even now that area is, like, super remote. But back then, they didn't even have, like, I don't think it had roads. They couldn't, like... It wasn't like they could drive their supplies into the bottom of the mountain and then start hauling it up. It took them like more than a month to even get in position for trying their ascent. I read a book called The Widows of Malabar Hill, and that is kind of a mystery book that's set in... Wow, how embarrassing. I just read this like two days ago. I don't want to say the name of the wrong place in India. It's in India. It's around 1920. Bombay. Bombay. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. How do you know? I'm looking at your Goodreads so I can write this down on the show notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like... I do think it was Bombay, but
0: wait, are you just saying Bombay to pick one, or is that actually true? (laughs) It's a mystery, but it's also like a little bit of historical fiction because it does incorporate, it really um, describes a lot of the dynamics of what it was like in Bombay at -hmm. that time. And then, especially, how uh, women were. I don't think that, I don't think India has become so feminist you know, even recently. However, comparatively speaking, I'm sure that it is. But but back then, it really wasn't. So this story is about the lady, and this is not a real lady, although there was a, another real lady who was like this, the mm-hmm. first um, female lawyer in Bombay. And so um, this female lawyer, has a case where these three ladies were married to the same husband, which I guess was kind of normal in some parts of India. Probably even now, but back then. And then he died, so then it became a this legal case of how to divide up the things he had left. Mm. Um, different inheritance. And then there is some mystery and And then there's also, like, a side story of something that happened to this lady personally. Hmm. Um, And it turns out, of course, that book also has a follow-up book, so.
1: Oh. Did you know when you started?
0: Of course not, because I probably would have avoided (laughs) otherwise. Uh (laughs) But it's okay. I don't regret reading it, but as I was just saying with Green Glass House, I'm probably not going to run out and quickly try to read the next one give myself a little break
1: yeah (coughs) what books are you looking forward to I'm not done oh (laughs) I still have two more do you not want me to talk about them oh no I do oh right it's just because I'm typing them (laughs) so I and I'm ahead of you oh now you're ahead of me so I finished two books yesterday yesterday yeah. Woo. <laughs> That's Wait. the thing. I was reading, like, three books at a time, uh. and I was almost done in most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to an audiobook, Brown Girl Dreaming, which was really good. I really enjoyed that. And it was read by uh, the author, Jacqueline Woodson. So, um, that was really cool to kind of hear it in her in her own words. Mm-hmm. Um And... Our fourth graders are working on poetry right now. So, mm-hmm. um her the entire book is written in verse. Yeah, it was just really good to I don't know that I know there's other books out there that are written in verse, but I just really really she talks about her struggle as a student like she was okay at writing, but she wrote a lot of poetry when she was little. And then as she got older, she was like, no, I really do want, I want to be a writer. Um. And it's won three different awards. It's a quick read. Young A. It's a YA. Young A. <laughs> <laughs> it's a YA book. So that one was fast. I listened to it in an entire day because um, it's only about four hours long. An entire day. I mean, an entire <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Um, Isn't it an afternoon?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm just like, if you say an entire afternoon, it makes it
1: sound so endless. Not like it was... (laughs) Well, maybe the afternoon did feel endless. (laughs) Okay. Uh (laughs) The other book I finished last night is called Spy the Lie, which is a book written by two CIA CIA agents about... um, why just, can't they be called CI agents? <laughs> oh, true. I just want to know. CI agents. <laughs> okay, sorry. By the CI agents. <laughs> but nobody knows what you're talking about, <clears throat> so it's... We need to just work slowly on changing the, uh, <laughs> changing the ver- vernacular on that one. It's about... Uh, deception and detecting deception in people.
0: In <laughs> other words that start with D. <laughs>
1: yeah, other, other alliteration, D alliterations. Mm. Um, it was interesting when I got to the end, I was kind of like, oh, this is the end of the book. I didn't know I was so close because the last, like, 50 pages are all index pages about, like, different scenarios that you can read through and try to practice Practice what? Your lie detecting?
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. So did you get better at lie detecting? <laughs> Am I lying right now?
1: Um. You asked a question, so... <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I have to be making a statement.
1: Um, it depends. It would be more like I'm asking you a question and then whatever your response would be. It's very interesting because they go through actual cases and pretty famous cases that happened and they talk a lot about like they'll put the whole transcript in and then they'll like stop after a question and be like okay they repeated the question they um attacked the questioner they started talking about something that wasn't even related so their whole theory is that um Cause a lot of people will say, well, avoiding eye contact or like things that most people know, they go, they clearly talk about, well, it depends on who you are as a person. Like maybe you don't make a lot of eye contact or maybe you say, um, a lot or different things like that. So they talk about the theories that they talk about in this book is that because these two guys were, um, polygraph, um, and ministry ministers, and, of course, there's a lot of uncertainty around polygraph testing anyway, but that's besides the point. But they talk about how you have to look for things in clusters. So, for example, in those transcripts that they were giving, they kind of slowed it down and they were like, okay, what are three indicators in this last sentence that they're lying? And so they they always do, like, a baseline too. well maybe they don't always make eye contact with you. But that doesn't mean they're lying. That's just how they are. Anyway, it was a very interesting book.
0: (laughs) Go ahead and say it.
1: If you don't say it, I will. Come on. I'm embarrassed because I said in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, don't say it then. (laughs) Yeah. So those are the three books that I've read recently. Do you want to finish the books that you've read? And then we can talk about books we're looking forward to reading. Okay. I read... A
0: book called "The Neuroscientist Who Lost Her Mind."
1: That one looks so good. But how did you feel about it?
0: Um, it was pretty good. It was interesting. But what happened was this woman who is uh, a neuroscientist—great. What? So far, figured that part out. <laughs> um, is diagnosed with brain cancer. And the if I say this, it's like a spoiler alert, sorry.
1: But but I think it says it says in the (laughs) summary of the book, yeah, on Goodreads, at least. Yeah, the
0: locations of Mm -hmm. her multiple brain tumors cause her to then experience a lot of various symptoms that go with other, um. Common brain diseases.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, so, for example, Alzheimer's, or even mm. she talked about some autistic spectrum mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: things. I can't remember what they all were, but she had especially two months where she really she, it it was almost like she became a different person. Mm. And she and her family realized later that was all happening because of the way the tumors were pushing on different parts of her brain. But none of them realized that at the time. The details of how that was are really interesting. The thing that I didn't like was she, it became very, the way the book was structured just became very formulaic. Like Mm. she would kind of put out a story about something that happened but then she would come back out from the story, and then she would clinically describe oh, yeah. some, you know, that's like this kind of a thing, and it would be very... It would still be interesting, but it would just have a lot of medical terminology yeah. and cl- kind of clinical. It kind of takes
1: away from the story in a way. Right. Because and ch- chop chopping it up. Yeah.
0: I think that that's okay, but after it kept going like that. So yeah. then it was like so many times that I started mm-hmm. to feel like, which, you know, which mental thing is she going to describe next? Right. Like, oh. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't, it made me a little bit cynical after a while. Yeah. That's all. And then I felt bad. And I think this is more, like, totally personal to me, but throughout the whole book, she had a really strong theme on how much she loves to exercise. So that is great. Like, I'm so happy that you really like to exercise, but I think I also felt triggered. How come I don't like to exercise <laughs> that much? Or I don't... You, do you know what I mean? Well, and yeah.
1: when somebody repeats something like that, you're like, okay, I get it. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it did start to feel that way. And it, and that, that thing, which is, again, it's fine. Like, that's great that you're in such great shape or whatever, but almost every page it was just saying that again. Yeah. That's what I thought about that book. I don't regret reading it, but I don't feel like, oh, this is my new thing that I recommend to everybody. The last book that I want to talk about is called Hum, If You Don't Know the Words. And this book is written by a South African lady, and it's like a historical fiction about um, in the mid-70s when the... I don't know the proper historical terminology for what this thing was. That's what I wish that I knew and I don't. Um, But in the mid-70s in South Africa, there was kind of a black revolution that was started with students Mm -hmm. um, protesting uh, in Johannesburg. So Mm. the story is kind of around that, but I really, I really liked it. It was so, it was so good. It was so interesting. I thought it was really well-written and the main character is this little white girl, and her name is Robin, and then, I don't think it's a spoiler because it happens very early in the story, but her parents get killed, Mm. and then she needs to go and stay with her, um, I mean, she needs to go and basically be adopted by her aunt, but her aunt is single, and her job is that she's a flight attendant, Mm. so she's never gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then it becomes, who's going to take care of Robin? Well, then there's a side, the other half of the story is, there's, um, a woman and I, her name is Beauty and she's from one of those, uh, many tribes in South Africa and I'm stalling because I don't know how to pronounce. Great. It's one of those names that has a click at the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't know how to pronounce it. I have to play the pronunciation on YouTube. How about that?
1: Hosa or Hosa or Koza or Kosa. Oh my what? God. Or Hoza whoa. Whoa.
0: Whoa. Or uh, wow. Wow, <laughs> well, that. that was very. Okay. A fish. I (laughs) I did not know what I was signing up for when I pushed play right there. (laughs) If you don't know how to make a click, then I guess it's fine to call it Hosa. So this woman, Beauty, is from the Hosa tribe, and she sent her oldest daughter. She lives kind of outside of Johannesburg. I don't know how far away, but some distance, like traveling distance. She sends her oldest daughter to university in Johannesburg, then she gets a message from her brother, who lives in Johannesburg, that her daughter has become involved in, in these some kind of a trouble mm-hmm. and come and pick her up. That's mm. all she knows. So she travels into Johannesburg looking for her daughter, and then the whole story kind of goes from there. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I know, I read so many African books, and I thought, I don't need to read so many African books, but but I had bought that one because it was a Kindle deal, and then the cover is really compelling. It's, like, bright green, and it has yellow letters on it, and there's a black, um, there's a drawing of an owl. I have to say, I used to think owls were cute, and now that I read this book, not so much. Yeah. Uh... But what a great book. I really, really liked it, and I feel like, no, my African streak, sorry, not over after all, (laughs) I feel really interested in um, South Africa, and I mean, I feel interested in the African continent in general Mm -hmm. and other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, the book that I started reading yesterday is called Light of the World, and it's a Memoir about this American lady And how she married an Eritrean Um Guy An Eritrean American So that's more North Africa but Who is, what is who's that by? Who's that? Elizabeth Alexander That is my Book
1: update What uh are, are there two more books You're looking forward to besides Light of the World Well I'm already reading Light of the
0: World 51 percent I'm committed mm, wow yeah I got a book called counting by sevens mm. have you heard of that one yeah I have that one did you read it I am okay it's on my table okay I don't know anything about it but I'm looking forward to reading that one yes oh sorry did I already talk did I already talk about
1: attachments mm, I feel like we had a conversation about it but I don't think we did on the mic
0: I read this book called Attachments by Rainbow Rowell, and that book was so—that book was good. Like, I had low expectations going into it, but it turned out to be so cute. This guy was kind of, like, really introverted and shy and doesn't know—had dated the same girl for a really long time, and then when they went off to university together, she dumped him, and he could not pull himself together after that for, Mm. like, years— so then he's in his late twenties and he ends up getting a job as an I mean it's called IT security or something, mm-hmm, but the okay. the bottom line is you're reading other people's email to see what are they talking about in their company. They have a flag they have a program that flags if people are using certain trigger words in their email. So these two ladies that work in the company who are friends are like constantly <laughs> exchanging emails that get flagged. So he ends up, like, reading all of their email and then feeling getting feeling like he gets to know them really well. Mm. And then as a result of, not as a direct result of that, but sort of, then all these other things happen. Anyway, that that one was really good. That was just a total straight-up fiction. But I might have already talked about this, but I got this book called Prairie Fires, and it's about... It's about Laura Ingalls Wilder. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to read it because it looks interesting, but I'm also scared because the thing is really, really long. Oh. Like, I'm not normally scared of a long book, but it's like 700 pages long or something. Well. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that one, but in a sort of complicated way.
1: Yeah. What are you looking forward to? I have four books on
0: their way from Amazon. We don't even have time to talk (laughs) about anything else today.
1: (laughs) Yes. But I'll just... Three that I'm looking forward to, one of them I've already talked about. So, um, one that I already have that I bought at Christmas is called Are You Okay? And it's by Katie Morton. She's a YouTuber, um, but she's a marriage and family psychologist. And so basically, I mean, I really like the premise of this book, because I think she has a lot, since she has a big um, online presence, Mm -hmm. I think this book could be really helpful for middle schoolers and high schoolers that, um, because I guess, I haven't even started reading it yet, Mm -hmm. but it walks you through, like, even the questions of, where can I get help, type Uh thing, Uh Um, and uh, what does anxiety look like? What does depression look like? So I'm really excited to read it. I really, really love her videos. She's very honest and, um, she talks about hard things Mm -hmm. and I think that's great that she has such a big online presence on YouTube. Um, and she's worked with other big YouTubers, so I think she's pretty well known and trusted and Mm -hmm. so I'm really looking forward to that book. Um, uh, one that I ordered by recommendation of a friend is called The Orphan, The Widow, and Me, um, and it talks about adoption, and I'm really looking forward to that. The J.T. Olson is the author, and I guess he started, or he works with an organization that takes care of widows and um, orphans, mm. so I'm looking forward to reading that. And then the last one that I'm looking forward to, which I talked about last week, um... It's supposed to arrive when I'm gone, but I'll just have to have it uh, re-delivered. But, um, Bad Blood about (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Holmes. Mm. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading, to actually reading about it, because, um, the author, I can't think of his name, um, did extensive research, um, so... Uh, Jer- John you
0: Re- Extensive research about what? Sorry.
1: The About the Holmes and Theranos. Oh, right, 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 right. Situation. Okay. And he actually has been doing correspondence on the podcast, too, The Dropout. He's yes, been right, right, right.
0: No, I'm sorry. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just... Yeah. I let my eyes read something on my screen, which made me, like, not track with what you were saying for a second. Um, we mostly talked about books. Um, everyone, please hold your breath, stay in your seat and hold your breath so we can talk about recycle shops another time. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for listening to us talk about books. What book are you reading? And as always, send us book recommendations, too. Is telling us what book they're reading different from giving us a book of recommendation? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Just checking.
0: <laughs> okay. Wait, where should people say this at? In oh. our comments on Instagram? Yeah, comments. Email. Or email.
1: Send, send us an the... email
0: to realtokyo at gmail.com. Yep. Both are in the show notes. Okay. So. Thanks, everybody. that's all for this time everyone what are your recent
1: quirks or quandaries Tokyo related or not let us know on Instagram at 2realtokyo that's T-O-O real Tokyo you can follow Angie on Instagram at
0: photofreak P-H-O-T-O F-R-E-E-K
1: and you can follow Jamie on Instagram at Jamie in TYO, that's J A M I E in TYO. Bye. Bye.